Welcome to our podcast, All About the Car, brought to you by Sherrill Tire and Service. I'm your host, Rob Hoffman, an auto service specialist with over 44 years of industry experience. As I look around the studio today, I see I'm not alone. As a matter of fact, we'll need a bus to fit everybody in on this episode of All About the Car. Along for the ride are also Doug Eichton, Dennis Adamski, and Bill Sherrill. Why so many, you ask? Team Sherrill Companies is celebrating 65 years this year, and we're focusing in on Sherrill Tire and Service. And oh, do we have stories to tell. So hop in, buckle up, hang on, and let's hit the road. So when did it all begin? Actually, back in 1956, Butch Sherrill started Sherrill Oil with one truck. And it was called Central Valley Oil. That's the very beginnings. Then shortly thereafter, it changed to Sherrill Oil. And what was next in the timeline, Bill? In 1962, our father got involved with Sherl Tarn Service on the Northside location. And then we have that opportunity to speak with Denny here, who was there right from the beginning and joined the team in 1966 as a very young man at the age of 19. You know, it makes my 44 years of industry experience sound really silly, doesn't it? You're just a child. (laughs) (laughs) Denny, you've been at it a long time. All my career. So when you first started at the Northside location in Stevens Point, what was the building like? I just have very fading memories of a fire pole and something on the north side. Well, the fire pole was the old fire station that we used for storage. The tire center was actually... Originally a blacksmith shop, truck garage, car dealership, Cooper Pontiac's first place, and then it was turned into our tire center. Wow. <laughs> so, Dennis, what were you hired on as? What was your job title? GS, broom pusher, stock boy, for about two days, and then I was changing tires, and I've been at it working on cars and trucks and ever since. So, back then when you signed up for this, did you have any idea what you were signing up for? Well, as to what I am today and that, no, it was just basically GS at that time. What was the most popular vehicle or, you know, like your memory of what was the job that you were doing the most often? Like when vehicles broke down or tires? Well, tires, balancing, truck tire work, average age of the cars was anywhere from 1955 on up to, well, 62 was brand new at that time. So, (laughs) ooh. So it was a lot different than it is now. We had no hoist, just floor jacks, nothing for equipment, right? We were changing tires with T-wrenches, no air wrenches even. Right. There was none of this what we have now. All the tires had inner tubes in them back then, too. Good portion of them. We had tubeless ones, all reverse change at that time. Remember, you flip them over and have to change them from the opposite side. Fords and Chevys were notorious for that at that time. Had a couple of them roll off the cars because they didn't get tightened all the way. (laughs) (laughs) So then on the tires, you had mentioned, you like the fact that we actually studded tires. Oh, yes. Nowadays, A, people don't even have studded tires. What is studded tires? (laughs) They're they're still there. It's only special applications you're allowed. Studding tires was what you you put a metal stud, size of a end of a ballpoint pen, injected into the casing. There was pre-drilled holes from the factory and 100 to 110 studs in each tire. Wow. And you probably remember those very well, don't you? You bet. By hand. It was a pneumatic stutter that drove them in. There was a hand one available, but we never were that backward. (laughs) 
and the advanced technology that we like to retain for today, too. <laughs> was tire work the only work that that shop did at that time? Were you getting mechanically involved? or No, we were totally mechanical, front-end machine, ball joints, brakes. Anything you wanted, we'd do it. We tried doing it. Truck tire work got real popular because Bill's dad was hooked up with a lot of trucking companies through the oil company, and we sure. serviced them through wholesaling tires at that time. And all it was was eight and a quarter to 10 under 20 truck tires, all tube type, for a good 10, 15 years before the tubeless ones start coming out. Moving to the new location, Danny, that was about 1973. 72 it was built, and then we moved. I remember that came with the car wash. Like yes. one of the few car washes in the community that was automatic. Yep. It was an automatic headache. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were the repair guy for that car wash. It's an entire expanse of life. That whole tire center, everything, where every water pipe is laid out underneath the concrete and that, I can go with my finger and point where they are. Yeah. And they should be tore up. <laughs> and your resume just keeps growing and growing and growing. Well, that's what I did. There was basically three, four of us at that time, and that was it. Besides the manager and assistant manager, three techs. How many bays was the new shop then? Eight or ten. Oh, it's a good-sized shop. Mm-hmm. And you had a state-of-the-art alignment system. In a pit. Explain what a pit is to our listeners. It's a hole in the ground with ramps about the width of the hoist is right now, and it extended and you drove over that ramp and then there was turntables just like there are for alignments today and then we used the old john bean projector type alignment machine so the automotive technician would actually be working on the underside of the vehicle underground basically yep, yep. Well, it was actually good for trucks and that see we did big trucks we did two ton and up at that time we were the only one in town for the longest time to do that. I was stuck with that one, too. I just remember, like, the projection machines are, like, these really big, like, two feet by three feet. You look at a 52-53 Chevrolet Coupe, and it looked just like it. It did. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Only mini. Right. And that those arms that you talked about, like, extended out. If you missed the arms driving in, you had a real problem, which I think oh, yeah. did happen one time when there was a vehicle that went down into the pit. More than once. If I remember correctly, that that's uh, one evening is when the beer in the coolers went away after a vehicle <laughs> went in the pit. Yep. So also at the 73, well, when it moved to the new facility, we were Goodyear, and Goodyear was selling all sorts of things in the showroom that I remember we had bicycles. Bicycles, housewares, you know, kitchen sets, dishes, stuff like that for promos and that. And a lot of stuff came from the gas stations when your dad inherited Erickson's oil. Yep. We carried a lot of that over. We used to promote all that kind of stuff, fixed bicycles. Yeah. So were there appliances? Yeah. 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 I think Goodyear used to do that years ago, didn't they? You could order yeah. anything you wanted for your house through Goodyear at that time, basically the general appliances and stuff sure. like that. It was a good deal. I still got some of the original green glasses. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Ashtrays galore. Yes, many, many ashtrays with the tire around it, with yep. the ashtray in the center. I got four or five of them left, too, yet. Yep. Yeah. And Don't the you. bicycles were Fuji, which you yep. as a biker, that's Rob. That's a pretty high-end it's, bike. It's that's a brand that still exists. It's a European bike. Yep. And, yep. Yeah, still that's the one today. Doug was going to help take care of, and he's all service these bikes and that, yeah, for two days that lasted. <laughs> I was stuck with that, too. So that's some real out-of-the-box thinking, really, to sell bicycles in automotive repair and tire shop. Sure. Right. So you were actually working on them too, Denny. Mm-hmm. Wow. Putting them together or repairing yes, them? right out of the box. Yep, they came in boxes. Right out of the box. What would you say, Denny, was the most common service to a car back in those days? Most common repair or service? What did you see most often? Four tires in alignment, as quick as you could get them out. We would do 10, 12 alignments a day. What we do for alignments today is really nothing what was pushed out them days. Is that because of the mechanical differences between how the vehicles were made now versus then? I think so. Ford, Chevrolets, the middle-line type car were notorious for suspension parts. You go back far enough, you know that. A good alignment man could keep two techs busy putting parts in. It was no problem. That's why we did so many alignments. The roads probably weren't as good either on the vehicles. <laughs> I don't think the cars were built as good. They had better metal in them, but suspension in that was nowhere near as good as what it is today. You know, you, know, you got a 100,000 miles out of a car in the 70s and 80s versus what you get today. You had a damn good vehicle. Yeah, I'm just thinking on those cars back then, you'd put in points and condensers and Half the time, everything right. Well, you change spark plugs every 20,000 miles. Yeah. It was uh, spark plugs, wires constantly. Yeah, and when it got cold out, you know, the cars wouldn't start, whereas you never see that today to speak of. Oh, there were so many that we went out with just jumper cables or no tow trucks. Just take that old 52 International Service truck in a chain and pull them in. Change the spark plugs, change the oil, and start her up. Get them going. Yeah, new, new points. Got to put new points in, too. They're going to be all corroded. Oh, yeah. Just got to do the routine. You got to get it all. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Points, condenser, plugs. Set the timing. Yep. So if you look at the Stevens Point Shrill Tire and Service today, it faces the north. The front of the building faces the north, northeast kind of sort of. But that wasn't the always back the case. Then? No. No, no, you that's today. Okay. But back in your day in the beginnings, it faced the opposite direction. Why was it? The old tire center or this one? The current location, but the first time it was built. The first showroom faced... Uh, the south. 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 Well, actually, southeast the corner was. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yep. Right where the nail place is, no. And that was... Uh, Facing the cop's food market. Yep. Okay. Which is hilarious that it that yes. facility, the cop's store closed down, then was rebuilt as another grocery store. When we were building where the Napa store is, that was the second cop's grocery store. Right. There was an older one before that. And then there was the one that's south of the tire center laundromat right now. And then this new one is even farther south. Yes. The middle one there, yep. when it was in the south. Yeah, kind of in the where, corner towards yep. Nudis there. That property was all owned by... Yeah, there's actually five of them. There's four there, and the one that was way on the east side, they moved it there for a while, and then they brought it back here. Crazy, and Napa was... The Napa and Pineries Bank was just the garden. Like, they called it the park that you only drove by, and that the cop's family was very specific about what they wanted. Where the strip mall is, that was a gas station. Union 76. In between was the original UPS 
truck shop, John Banna's house and barn back there, along with a still below the barn. <laughs> Allegedly. It was there. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> ducks walking around because he raised them. We had ducks coming to Tire Center once in a while. <laughs> wow. Robbie's, remember Robbie's? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was on the farther east side, though, wasn't that? Uh, no, that wasn't right over. in back. Robbie's hamburger stand between us and Dudas. Oh, was a uh, hot now, I think. Hot now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hot yeah. now. Yeah. Well, when I first joined the company, there was a hot now yeah, there. That yes. was it. Robbie's was on hot the north now side. Hamburgers, right? Yeah. Right. Hamburgers, absolutely. Quarter hamburgers. Yeah. Robbie's was 15 cent hamburgers. Yes. Great. <laughs> when I started working for Cheryl, if you spent a buck for lunch, you were. Splurging. <laughs> the first day I started for Cheryl, it was supposed to be part-time. And lo and behold, the guy that was going to train me ended up being your dad. He was going to show me how to change a tire. And I don't know if any of you two guys remember the old Double Eagle oh, yeah. with the liner inside, the tire within oh, a tire. the original Double Eagle. No, I don't remember that. With the tire inside of a tire was one of the first run flats ever built. It was about a $300 tire back in a... 60s and 70s. Well, Butch was going to show me how to do it. And he was like a cub duck in a mud pond trying to change tires. So we promptly ruined the first one. Sure. And I kind of, he was showing me. I was kind of watching in that and I could see this was not going to work. I really didn't know totally how to do it, but I could get the the principle of it. So I said, Mr. Cheryl, can I take over? And he said, go ahead. I said, this one's ruined. There's nothing we can do about it. They ripped the bead on it. He says, if you can put this second one on, you got a job. I put it on, got it going and everything for him. And he said, this was your last part-time day. And that was ever since. That's awesome. He was good to me that way. He'd throw a lot of things out at me. The first transport that Cheryl Company ever bought, he called me up one day. He says, we're going to Abbotsford. I said, what are we going for? He says, I'll tell you when we get there. I never drove semi before that. He said, take it back to Point. We own it. I was driving transport for how many years? 25? Oh, my God. Yeah. 25, 28 years part-time. After your full-time. After working all day. I'd leave Friday night, drive all night long till Saturday morning, and go back to work without going home. Carrie Lutz and I go to Green Bay twice at night. Wow. Pound them trucks. What changed between the old Northside Tire and Service Center, and now you move into this modern new facility what transitioned the most the business atmosphere it got more business-like it was basically the old place was a family orientated started out type thing and you started out with nothing there was nothing your dad was very brave venturing into a lot of that stuff because he had no idea what he was getting into either i don't think no not to what it is today if he'd look around what it is today he'd look at you boys and say i'm proud of you thank you for that I remember your brother coming up to me and he said, Dennis, he said, we're in deep trouble. I told him, I said, flat out, I said, your dad promised he'd take care of us if we stuck around. So Dave and I, we backed him up. We waited for a while. I told him I'd stick around. We had overtime coming one time. He came and talked to us and between the three of us guys, we had almost 3000 some dollars coming. We gave it back to him and they both broke down in tears because we were in deep shit at that time. And then it happened again in the 80s at the New Tire Center. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. That's just when you guys kind of came on board right after that. It was not pretty. The ups and downs of business, for sure. 
Well, it's been quite the ride today. I thank you very much, Doug, Bill, and Denny for all the stories about the early days of Sherrill Tire and Service. This is just one episode of a three-part series of Sherrill Tire and Sherrill Company's 65th Anniversary Specials. So we hope to have you right along next time on All About the Car. To listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, or to simply send us a message, head to allaboutthecarpodcast.com. We'll see you next time. 